welcome to Tales of Existence with me, Daniel Savage, a small man asking the big question, what does it mean to exist? Each week I have my guests create their own fictional tale of existence through the medium of what I like to call a tale baby. This week I have Josh Green, one half of the Christian hip-hop pop duo Social Beings and also host of the podcast Preach What You Practice. This episode was recorded during lockdown, so if Josh sounds like he's speaking from down the telephone, it's because he is. If you want to find out more about Josh or Tales of Existence, then check out the podcast description for all the links. Right, that's the intro. Let's find out this week's Tale of Existence. Oh, can't even say it right, can I? Ah, oh, just listen. Bye. Hello, Josh Green. Hello, Daniel Savage. <laughs> how are you today? You all right? I'm very good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. The podcast. It's great to great to be on. Yeah. Um, how how are things in lockdown for you? Um, well, having three kids, three young kids, it's a bit uh, nightmarish. You <laughs> can say that. That's but, a lot. Um, a lot on. Any of them back to school yet, or are they all too young still? We li- we literally just sent them back last week, two to nursery and then one to uh, year one. Okay. So, well, so you got yeah, quite we're, a we're trying there. it out. We're trying it out. See how it goes. You know, I think it's good for the kids' mental health just as much as anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I guess with if you've got three kids already, how do you feel about bringing uh, a new <laughs> tail baby into existence? Yes. Uh, well, I'm guessing four might be a bit much for you, right? <laughs> my wife has been asking me for another child, <laughs> um, so maybe she can have this one instead. Okay, I've been, I've been refusing, so <laughs> this one could be for her. Okay, well, it doesn't have to be a human baby. It can be like if you wanted to bring up anything. It could be an animal. It could be uh, last episode we had an alien, or it can be like some sort of inanimate object that you want to bring to life. But it's it's oh. entirely up to you. What what you're going to choose? The possibilities are endless. Yes. Um, I think I'm really interested, and I'm, this isn't a cop-out, but I'm really interested in anthropology at the moment, just a study of humanity. That's why when I saw your podcast, The Tales of Existence, I was like, I want to talk about this. <laughs> I want to get on this because... So I want to go for a human okay. a human baby. Okay, great. Uh, what, what are we going to call this baby? Let's go... Have you got any names that were rejected previously that you'd want to... <laughs> Slipping or... <laughs> oh, that's a good idea, actually. Um, we were, we were going to call my son Judah, so let's go for Judah. Judah, ba- okay. Baby Judah. Little baby Judah. There we go. That's great. Cool, so what were you like as a child? What were you like growing up? There's probably it, one story all right? from me and then one from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, for those listening, me and Daniel kind of knew each other into our teenage years. Yeah, I think I was about 14, 14 yeah. something like that when I started. Something like that. The yeah. good old days. Back in the day. Uh, but yeah, very energetic, very energetic child. Um, you know, football, outside, all day. The ball came in, flicked it on. <laughs> top, top corner. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, just outside 24-7, skateboarding, Rollerblade, just, just active, anything active. That was outdoor. 
You grew up in Didsbury? Not far from there. So I grew up in, so born within Shore Hospital. Okay. Uh, really young, grew in Timpley, and then we moved to Sale when I was about six or seven. Okay. So I spent from six or seven till about 18 in Sale. In Sale. So South Manchester, just near the M60. Great. And where would you like to bring up this tail baby then? Is there any specific place that you think, oh, that's a good place to bring something up? Or... Not in sale. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to avoid sale. That's good. Not in sale. <laughs> so far, uh, out of both episodes, both people have not wanted to, to bring up somewhere where they were brought up. <laughs> it's telling. Although I do love Manchester. I, I have to say, you know, I would love them to have a Manchester kind of element to it. But just just for fun, I would say... Norway. Norway, okay. Wow. Yeah. Incredible Why country. Incredible country. So I'm going to go there. Have you been there a few times? Yeah, I think, yeah, we've been, yeah, probably 15 times, I think. 15, 16 times. Is this so, with your band? Yeah, with the band, yeah. I've not actually been for any other reason. So okay. <laughs> maybe I should go for my... I do want to take my wife there one day because she's never been. It's just places we've been able to go as, as a band, but... um. I would love to go as a holiday kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay, so little Judah is going to be brought up in Norway. Yeah, he's going to have a good <laughs> life there. And are you? is it going to be brought up in the present or would you like to bring up at somewhat different time, either in the Ooh. past or the future? Where, where do you think would have, would have been an interesting time to, to oh, exist? Oh, I see what you're doing here. Uh, well, not now, not in the lockdown. Okay, outside of lockdowns <laughs> probably... <laughs> Probably that would good. be brutal. <laughs> Probably post lockdown. Let's go for a little bit futuristic. Futuristic. Okay, that's that's fine. So once once everything's back to normal, if, if, if it ever does, if it does, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty thirty. Okay, twenty thirty. Well, that's a let's good... give it. Let's give it ten years. Okay. So what were your dreams growing up then as a, as a kid? What were your um, ambitions and, and have you managed to realise those ambitions or have you still got a few to tick off? I think, like most kids, I had that standard ice cream man phase. And then what? Before... Sorry, sorry, can we just start that again? You <laughs> standard <laughs> ice cream man phase? I don't think well, I have a way... It sounds a bit dodgy now, doesn't it? Um... <laughs> no, that's all right. You wanted to be an ice cream man. That's, that's fine. I've just... Yeah, well, do, well, I, well, I thought that was what a lot of people were thinking. I just, the kids growing up around me, you just think of those, like, jobs that you think would be amazing. Mm. Oh, I want to eat ice cream all day. I'll be an ice cream man. Yeah, you think, like, all, it's one of those kids things where you think whatever you do, you get to, you just do that all day, like. Yeah, yeah. Not You're not oh, selling yeah. ice cream, you're eating ice cream all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to work in a sweet shop, and it's like, well, I get to eat sweets all day. It's like, well, <laughs> you know. Uh, so and then you know you progress to a footballer like most lads do they want to be kind of doing that um, or music um, or whatever it is and then I think see when I got married my brother took the took the mick out of me because when I was in high school I wanted to be a PE teacher okay and he said uh, <laughs> he said you know the phrase if you can't do teach <laughs> and if if you can't teach be a PE teacher <laughs> yeah. and everybody's laughing and and uh, if you if you know me, I, I'm in a band and, and we're Christians and uh, we do like rap and singing, like kind of hip hop mixed with a bit of pop. So he said, uh, 
And if you can't be a PE teacher, become a Christian rapper. <laughs> and the whole place just wet themselves. <laughs> so following, you know, I don't really knew, know what I wanted to be when I was a kind of teenager, pastor, PE teacher. And then I kind of had a radical kind of, you know, experience, spiritual experience or whatever you want to call it. And started kind of taking my faith more seriously. And that's what led me down the, the music road and doing cool. music and all that kind of stuff. That's great. So would you want it to have sort of the same experiences or would you recommend going down that route? Now you've experienced sort of being in the music industry or the Christian music industry at least. The music industry is quite hard, like, but, you know, it's the only job I've really had since I was 18. So I think sometimes you get in a bit of a bubble, don't you? And you think your industry is really hard, but actually probably most industries are super hard to grow and yeah and get that next level of promotion and, and stuff like that but i don't know if i would want him to be into music because i feel like sometimes it's the disappointment mixed with your art something that you care loads about so yeah you put so much you know you're so emotionally invested and then you kind of any disappointment around something that you've so heavily emotionally invested is quite difficult to deal with so i don't know if i want to put him through that <laughs> You think creativity and stuff is important for uh, for existing and for a reason to exist oh, yeah. at least? That's a good question. Um, I think I think massively. I think we're all I think we're all creative in in different ways. Um, you know, you might be if you're an accountant, you might not think, well, I'm not really creative, but actually, you just might be ex- expressing your creativity in different ways. Um, so I think there's an element of creativity in all of us. And yeah, I, I just I do think it's important to existence. I think it's important to to recognise that we we aren't just beings that are here to exist. But um, I th- I think there's a bit more to life than that. And and I think creativity actually helps bring life to to existence. So do you think you found your reason to exist? Then have you found your calling, as it were, if we were, if we want to use those kind of words? Or what advice would you give? Lots of people often say one of the most important questions in life is what is the meaning of life? And but I don't think many people are asking that question. I think lots I think most people are asking what's my calling, what's my purpose, what's my reason for being here? Yeah. And I think that's probably what 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 is the meaning of life. That's probably what where it came from is is a struggle to understand why we exist. I, I personally feel like I found my calling, but I at the same time, I recognise how difficult that was and how difficult it can be for many people. And one of the things that helped me to understand what my calling was is somebody once said, uh, who you are is not what you do. And I think a lot of us as humans do that. We Our identity is really heavily invested in what we do. Yeah. And then, so we say, oh, you know, I found my calling, I feel so alive. And it's like, well, actually, you know, what you do shouldn't, shouldn't necessarily define who you are. Um, I think who you are should define what you do. I think, actually, it, it comes from a place of um, knowing yourself, knowing who you are. Um, and once you kind of delve into that, you start to understand a little bit more of, of your purpose. And mine i kind of get reawakened to my purpose kind of every couple of years 
like a reinvigorated kind of passion of oh yeah this is why I'm here this is why I'm here and uh, my most recent experience uh, I was talking to a really good friend of mine his name's Joel Atkins I had quite a difficult kind of teenage years I struggled with suicidal thoughts and um depression and I got really badly bullied in school and so what it made me do is kind of resent all my earlier years all okay. my younger years so Joel was basically saying to me, "Do you know your whole the whole of your life before you're 18 is not a waste. You know, you should look back in and and see what kind of person you were back then because I reckon there's still elements of that, you know, being who you are now. It didn't all just happen suddenly when you were 18. Cuz he was kind of hearing me share my story in different places and was a bit like, "Bro, you know, you kind of making it seem like you're just this like dead inside person but and he'd met me when i was younger and he was like no there was elements of who you were when you were younger that were that i still see in you now when you're younger you kind of don't really or when you look back i guess you can you can almost it's easy to tell a story where you were one person now you're another person but the yeah. fact is that you were always the same person it's just different elements come to the fore i guess isn't it Or... 100% and I I think the reason why I probably struggled with bullying because I think deep down I'm a kind person and I don't I don't mean that in any sort of prideful way I just as recognizing who I am you know my response to somebody bullying me wasn't to fight back and it was it was to try and make friends with that person who was yeah. bullying me which is such a strange you know react <laughs> how did that work out for you <laughs> yeah not very well <laughs> so, so I, I, you know i look back at things like that and be like oh you know my purpose my goal in life is to help people i've always been i've always been somebody who wants to get along with people and the reason why i want to get along with people is because i recognize life is hard for everybody and i want to help people and and um yeah that's that's what i would say my my calling my purpose has always been and and probably always will be so i mean one of the questions i was going to ask was have you ever struggled with existence and i guess you've yeah. you've kind of answered that already so if jude came to you one day and uh, uh, yeah what sort of advice would you give to him if he was struggling basically recently i went through um counseling this kind of CBT cognitive behavioral therapy oh yeah yeah that they did um in the, cuz there's different types of counseling isn't there yeah and it helped me massively and uh, one of the key foundations for that um, which is something that I try and pass on a lot now and I would probably pass on to little Judah <laughs> uh, is 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 two things firstly emotional awareness and then secondly emotional management so uh becoming more aware of of your emotions why am i reacting to something why am i feeling this way um you know what why am i getting frustrated at this why am i angry about this why am i sad about this and i think this is something that guys you know men in particular struggle with being aware of our emotions partly because we don't talk as much often you know i'm an external processor so as i talk I'm becoming more aware of sure, how sure. I feel and I, oh actually I've just said that and yeah I think it's worse than that actually <laughs> and, you know so it's that emotional awareness and then secondly it's it's managing that emotion it's like how do I take that emotion 
and do something something with it. So, you know, even what I was saying before, just questioning why I'm feeling like that is a good good starting point because I think often we let our emotions get the best of us and we just kind of are like, well, I'm angry and just kind of roll with that instead of being like, well, why am I angry? Well, I think Judah's going to cope all right then, I think, with that, with that kind of <laughs> advice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, on, a, on a happier note, when when's has there been a specific time, or is there something that you uh, that always makes you feel like the most alive or the most kind of present? I mean, I'm I'm missing gigging right now. Yeah, <laughs> just being on the road and just face to face with people, watching you know rooms of people. Sometimes you know, kind of a bit they're a bit distant from you, or they're not really sure what your music's going to be like. Yeah, and then seeing that. You know the reaction, and getting the connection, the light up. Yeah, I really miss that. Are you making plans for the future? Are you just waiting to see what what happens? Have you had to reschedule things or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a lot of a uh, a lot of kind of rescheduled gigs, sort of just. And I, I just said to people, I was like, "Look, just go twenty twenty one. This is probably a better time in the world to probably have a pandemic. You know, where at least we've got the internet to connect with yeah. each other." We can still be putting music out. We've both got, you know, small recording setups at our home. And yeah, have you found this is a good time to like write new stuff or be inspired by different things, or uh, are you just sort of bored and like you can't write <laughs> anything? <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's a bit of both. I think initially it was kind of hard because you're trying to write what you were writing before in the same way that you were writing before. You know, now, and actually me and Ryan, the other guy in the band, kind of had a conversation and we were just like, let's just press into this time. Let's just, you know, not avoid it and just try and write something fake. Let's try and, you know, bring some of this stuff to light. Is there one place in particular, we know that Judah's going to be born in Norway, but is there any other place in the world that he has to visit? We've been to probably 20, I think it's 26 countries now. I've got a little map in my um, in this room, actually, where you, you know, one of those maps where oh, you, you scratch off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been. I would probably say right, right at the southern tip on the continent of Africa, there's a little city called Cape Town. Oh, yeah. And uh, Table Mountain. Just standing on top of there, three thousand feet on a you know almost perfectly flat. Yeah, well, there's a reason it's, it's called table. It's just <laughs> yeah, but until you're there, it's just you don't realise actually how incredibly table like it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just incredible. Awesome. Uh, so that's, that's a must. A okay. must go to. So Jude is going to visit Table Mountain. What's an essential skill that Judah should learn? I've got my oldest daughter learning guitar at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I think, aside from what I was saying before, I really think learning a musical instrument is is really important. And actually, there's a lot of studies out there to say that it really helps uh, intelligence. It improves intelligence to learn an instrument. Yeah, I would say that. Okay, great. A fun little skill to learn. Outside awesome. of the deeper stuff, anyway. 
No, that's that's perfect. That's exactly what what we were asking for. So he's going to be bringing out the acoustic guitar at his friends' parties and <laughs> playing Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. Just bring out the guitar, give it a little strum, entice the ladies, make them swoon. Well, that actually leads on to because we're now going to talk about sort of Judah's future now. So is love important? Uh, would you want him to find love? And, and uh, how did you go about finding love? Because obviously you're, you're married to Sarah. So yeah, tell us a bit about that. Wife's name is Emma. Oh, all good. All good. Sister's name is Sarah. That would that's be what I was thinking. You're not married to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just what? bring clarity. Oh, God. It's all right. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's um, I didn't know whether to say, I didn't know whether just to roll with it and just be like, you know, wife Emma wants um, <laughs> Well, as soon as I said it, I was like, I don't think that's, I don't think I, that's the name. Who's Sarah, Sal? That's the most important question. <laughs> it's not my wife. <laughs> who, who's on your mind, Daniel? I think most people would recognise how important love is in life. Um, and I, uh, I would hope that a lot of us have experienced some sort of love at some point in their life. And uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and somebody was saying, if you've kind of made it to 18, 19 or, or past then in your life, somebody loved you enough to at least keep you alive. And I thought good that point. was a really, um, a really good thought, actually, because often, you know, some people grow up in horrendous circumstances, but there had to have been at least an ounce of love to at least keep you alive. That's you know that is how powerful love can be. It can it can keep you alive, and um, but yeah, I'm, I'm married. We're coming up to eight years married in August. Um, and to Emma, I should point out before you, anyone gets to it wrong. Emma, <laughs> not not Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been married for nearly eight years, and uh, she's she's the first and only person that I've ever loved. Which, which is 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 great, and also brings its challenges because you're not used to it. You're not used to feeling such strong emotions about about someone. Yeah. And so, you know, you could be having an argument of frustration, and what they say, you know, hurts and cuts so much deeper <laughs> because you love them so much. And not that she ever says anything like that. She's incredible, but just you 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 find yourself having a really passionate, you know, heated debate about yeah. bit about the bins. <laughs> and you're like, why, why are we yeah. arguing about this? And I think that's probably something that I would warn Judah of, is when you get into love, the emotions, as you know, it's, it's so emotive. And you, you do have to be wary of that. And I think love is, is something that you learn. I think love is is a choice as well. I think sometimes you you know you choose to marry someone, yeah. Um, and when you start to make signatures and and start to amalgamate all your possessions and stuff like that, you start to realise, you know, this is a big decision, a big choice. And but I think if you're if you if love is just based on the emotions and the passions, I think you'll it'll it will crumble because love is a lot deeper than just. Um, emotions, you know, I, I choose to wear my ring every day and, and the ring is a symbol of, you know, mine and Emma's continuous love, you know, it's a con- not to be cheesy, but it's a continuous circle. It doesn't have a 
a starting point or an end to it. I would love for him to find love. It's been a great experience for me. Um, and at the same time, there's a caution there to make sure that you understand how how deep love is and how how important it is. And when you commit yourself to somebody, you know, you, you're going to have to choose them from time to time. You're going to have to discipline yourself to, you know, have those conversations and be open, be honest. And yeah, I mean, I'm only eight years married, so I probably don't know too much. <laughs> I mean, that that's a that's a good good starting point for eight years yeah. experience. I think for him, I think <laughs> I think he'll do all right out of it. Is there is there an age of that you would say is a good life lived or? Uh, would you want him to live forever, or how how old will he get, or what what's in his sort of distant future? My eldest is fascinated with the um, when you get the card from the Queen. Right. Okay. 100. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. That? I think she's. Still I think so. That. Yeah, you get you get a card. I don't know if she writes it out personally, but no, I think it's probably just <laughs> written. But, uh, yeah, Lib- Libby Liberty, my oldest, she's kind of fascinated with that. So I think in her mind. She she kind of sees you know a hundred as being like a an age that you reach and that everybody reaches. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll have to crush her a little bit and be like, most people don't reach this. That's yeah. why you get the card. <laughs> I thought I don't know why, but I've always had in my head eighty as being a, a great age to reach. If if you reach eighty, then you've you've done well. Yeah. And I don't know about living forever. Obviously. I, I'm a Christian, so I believe that in some way we we live on. And for me, that's if you follow Jesus, that's in heaven. But we won't get into that right now. <laughs> well, we can. It's, it's you know, <laughs> if that's if that's a part of Judah's life as well. But I mean, you know, I would. Uh, I, I don't guess. I know that would be my biggest hope for him in life. It's the biggest hope for my for my own kids is that they would have their own relationship with Jesus. I think we all. It's not the most prescribed religion, as maybe some would, some would say, or some would want. I think actually, if we're following Jesus and we understand that He died for us, and, and that's what I would hope for for my kids. But yeah, I, I think eighty is a good a good life, you know. But then again, it's it's about what you put into the years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's about what you put in it. You could you could only live for forty years, but just you know you could change the world and i think of some people whose life is cut short and you think about all the racial tensions going on right now and and somebody like martin luther king whose life was cut short yeah his impact is still being lived out today and so i think yeah i think my encouragement to him would be to more, more think about what he's doing right now yeah. rather than focus on know, the present living a long life you know focus on the life you're living right now and even Jesus taught us to pray, he said, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So I think Jesus had a similar mindset of, you know, heaven is, heaven is real. There's a reality of, a, of something after this life. But right now is super important. What you do with life right now is super important. And it, religious or not, I think it would, the goal is for humanity is to, is to help other people and to pass on love like you were talking about. And yeah. Yeah bringing up kids is a great way to to do that awesome um just to anyone listening to the podcast it started absolutely pouring with rain and i'm recording this next door window 
finally then, I guess, what, what's, um, what have you got going on in the future then? What have you got planned to fill up your existence? Have you got big plans or are you just seeing how this new normal pans out and adapting to that or what have you got going on? Recently, I've, I've launched a um, podcast called the Preach What You Practice podcast. Uh, We're all starting podcasts these days. <laughs> <laughs> Big time podcasters. <laughs> essentially, it's just uh, trying to encourage people. Mainly, it's mainly for Christians, but other people can join in too. Just some of the content might be a bit unfamiliar. It's mainly to encourage Christians to be people of practice first, and then preaching second. I think that's where we've come wrong a lot in the church is is trying to tell other people what to do instead of living it out first in our own lives yeah um and i think those are the people that we follow in life the people who do amazing things not necessarily the people who just say amazing things sure um so i've launched that um to kind of build some momentum for uh, the book that i'm writing with the same title and it sh- should be out towards the end of the year um that's kind of where I see my future going. Maybe some sort of church leadership, maybe some sort of kind of authoring, speaking kind of thing p- past the band. Yeah. That's not me saying the band's over. It's just a recognition that I'm getting a bit older. And, <laughs> and, and you know, who, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I thought, let's do something for the future. Let's do something positive right now. Sure. Something that I can get my teeth stuck into and, and I think it will serve me well in the future whenever that does come I'm right now I'm fully focused on the band and uh, hoping that we can get back to it as soon as possible and that this is just something that I'm doing kind of along the, along the side so yeah Brill. all right well finally I'll, I'll read out uh, Judah's little tale of existence then so oh. so it's uh yeah it's Judah he's he's gonna be a little boy born in Norway amazing in the year 2030 hopefully when all this is blown over <laughs> One essential skill that you should learn is to play the guitar or a musical instrument. Yes. And one place that you should visit is Table Mountain in South Africa. Essentially, his existence should be about helping others. That's that's what I've mm. gathered from you, to be kind, to help others. About eight is a good age, but as long as he's filled it with something, uh, that's the main thing to focus on rather than just hitting that point. Sounds, yes. like, a good, sounds like a good guy. Sounds, sounds like a good inning. <laughs> And I think I think that's that's I think that's a life fulfilled. I think that's a, a good existence. But yeah, is there anything else you'd like to say about existing or any any other points you want to make? I think if you want to get the most out of your existence, listen to Daniel Savage. <laughs> I don't and know his about Tales that. Of podcast. <laughs> I think uh, no. If, if if I'm sure those of you listening know Daniel and. and one of the best things about Daniel is the joy that he brings out in people and the laughter. And I think that's a massive part of existence is, especially in a time like this, you know, try and laugh. Try and try and find something that's fun. Try, try and get your mind off the negativity. Don't be so hard on yourself. Try and, try and just give yourself a break because life hits everybody sometimes. And, you know, t- try and just... Find the little bits of joy in it. Try to. <laughs> well, Josh, thank, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. Like, I really appreciate it. Yeah, where where can people find you again? Just just to uh, in case they want to know more. Instagram 
is at Josh so social. Okay. I'll put the links in the description. That's what you do now. So social, uh, and then I'm on Facebook, but who uses Facebook anymore? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for existing, Josh. I appreciate you. (laughs) I'm glad that you exist. And uh, I'll see you soon. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Yeah, so that was Josh Green. Lovely stuff. I think the podcast has turned into something, right? So check back next week when we'll have someone else bringing up their own tail baby. And, um, yeah, I might be good at it. That'd be nice. Love you, bye.